morning birds. Uh, how are you? I don't I don't really hear the birds the past couple of days. I'm wondering what's uh what's up with that. I hear the planes, are the planes frightening you away? Or maybe there's like a bird meeting about this time every day. You guys go down to the I don't think you're migrating, I think you go down to the park or something. Yeah? Well, there's an airplane. Still no birds. Came from Law and Order. Did you watch that? It was a big uh, show. I just thought that you could you know, pick one or the other. <laughs> but it came together in that, that particular show. It's 27 before the hour. Speaking of Law and Order, watch this segue. Eldon Hand joins us, our Attorney General. Eldon, hello. Hi, how you doing? Really well. You haven't been on for a while. I know you just got back from downstate Illinois somewhere. Yeah, I was down there near Peoria. It was yeah. a class reunion time and all that kind of stuff. I thought you were uh, retracing the Lincoln-Douglas debates, no? Or, uh, yeah, well, that too. But <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the little town that I grew up in, uh, Lincoln did speak at, and so did Douglas, but not on the same day. So Which one? Not is, quite a debate. Which town? Uh, it's called Toulon, T-O-U-L-O-N. Uh-huh. Peoria, about a half hour. Uh-huh. You know, um, boy, that's almost a divergent. What if we had that today? What if we had actual debates, you know, where people had to show up? And I don't mean like a, I don't mean like a Trump rally. I mean like everybody has to show. I mean that would be cool. I think so. Let's right? See. Yeah, actual debate, actually talking about something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So listen, um, um, are you um, are you following the January sixth commission or whatever we call that? We've been. Uh, in, uh, yeah, trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, it's it seems like really slow to get traction but uh maybe something will come out of it because every day the more that we hear and see the the more it seems likely that somebody has to go something somewhere with it do something maybe (laughs) so we'll see why is it taking so long to get traction as you say i i I was trying to figure out why that is the short answer probably isn't a very good one but political but then that begs the question well why political what's that all mean it, it could be that they're waiting for things to bubble up to the surface, more digging, more talking, more uh, more uh, uh, witnesses potentially. Uh, and they're just starting to get going with it now. And it seems like the first few have been, the first couple, especially the FBI people, have been fairly interesting. So maybe it'll actually go somewhere. I I remember the old Watergate days, and there would be, boring hearings yeah. day after day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then some. every once in a while, somebody would say something that was a blockbuster, yeah. like, yeah, Nixon made tapes. Didn't yeah. you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in those days, though, Eldon, it was kind of like, um, I'm, da- I'm dating I'm us and maybe you. Um, the end of the broadcast day was um, a video of the American flag and the national anthem, right? And then it went to the white dot. So we watched anything, kind of. Right, I mean that. My where I'm going with this is, I think, I think the two impeachment trials were just sort of bad TV, and I'm and I'm wondering, you know, with all due respect to some of the the stuff that's been interesting here. So, yeah, I mean that's my concern is that people are not gonna, they're just gonna t- tune it off and tune it out and watch, uh, you know. Yeah, watch. or 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 they or they tune into their own side and their own version of yeah. what's going on, yeah. and that I think the polarization is different. Uh, in, in fact, the the Watergate hearings were really conducted largely by Republicans, and they were the ones who largely uh, got it over the hump and and took a stand and said, this is not the right direction. I'm not sure they're capable of that now, but they might be. There might be enough at some point. That's a good point, though, Eldon, because, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's like in those days... Um, and I don't know why that's changed. I mean, the Republic, the remember the idea when um, when Nixon was really in trouble, they had they dispatched the the group of like um, you know uh, the August Republican, like Barry Goldwater, walked down yeah. to the White House. So uh, right, so it isn't 
It isn't like today you could you could say, well, you know, Mitch, Mitch, you you go over and talk to Don, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just right. So I I don't know about that. So anyway, the uh, the Jim Jordans of the world, um, who may or may not be a material witness in this whole proceeding, that that clouds this, yes. Yeah, and those people come from. I my opinion is uh, gerrymandering the that side of the you know the party and that wing of the party has gerrymandered itself to the point where they all have to win primaries right so that means they all have to be more extreme than the the person running against them okay. and that created uh, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Jim Jordans of the world and it again it's more of this polarization where you can't even think about uh, entertaining what the other side is saying let alone agreeing with it and and uh, by the way I I trace that back to whenever it was that the equal time rulings uh, and, and requirements for the FCC yeah. and television yeah. were revoked. Aaron and I were just talking about that the other night and how ridiculous those turned out to be because they really, you remember, they had like a Ku Klux Klan guy on, you know, to refute um, somebody speaking on behalf of uh, Dr. King. I mean, it was insane. So. Yeah, yeah be, well, they be... would do that, but now, now what they have is there's not even an attempt. Uh, you've got whole networks who only show one side of something, and they they just keep going down a rabbit hole and never come back out of it. You know, let me ask you about that quickly as we uh, divert here. You saw that Rachel Maddow is uh, being sued by, uh, I think it's OAN, and uh, you know the ramification of that. I think she is the... As I remember, I used to watch MSNBC a lot. Um, I think that she is uh, by far the highest rated over there. She's got a PhD uh, yeah. from uh, Harvard, I think. She's a very capable woman, and 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 you know, and then ratings speak for it all. She's got a huge rating. Ratings. Anyway, um, I thought this was sort of um, wild. Um, is it OAN? OAN along with? I, uh, go well, ahead. I, I think it's Nunes. Is Jeff it Nunes? Okay. Suing MSNBC because of some things that Rachel said. That's it. Uh, about Nunez being involved in one thing or the other, and and he's bringing this lawsuit. Not that lawsuits can't succeed. The the one that the voting machine companies brought against Fox have gained some traction, and Fox has some liability there potentially. But Nunez is trying to do the same thing. I think partly because. Half of the world actually makes fun of him as a clown. <laughs> you know the the, the Twitter uh, handle uh, Devin Nunes Cow or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of that stuff. So, uh, but the, he's got a it's a tough uh, proof that they have to do because she's being a a member of the media, and he is not only a public figure but a public official. So he has to show that. She essentially intentionally defamed him or had such reckless disregard for the truth that it would actually be called a, a, a malice, uh, which is a standard in those kinds of cases. goes back to a, a kind of a famous sounding name. Not many people know what it's about, maybe, but New York Times versus Sullivan in 1964, which first sort of addressed that and dealt with the idea of what if you make a little mistake about a big official and a big deal Mistakes are okay when you're dealing with public officials and public uh, figures. Uh, malice isn't. And so you have a trial about that, about the intent part of it. So, Rachel doesn't strike me as the kind who goes uh, off the deep end <laughs> without doing some research. So yeah. I don't know if this will have merit or not. Well, so that's the, I, I mean, as I, I think you are just explaining, my understanding was for, to, to be found guilty of libel, not only do you have to get it wrong, you have to know you got it wrong. You have to be intent intentionally getting it wrong right so you can't um with a public figure so yeah, i mean right. that, that gives me a lot of latitude i can actually make a lot of mistakes here and do pretty close right. yeah there's a there's a malice standard yeah. is what they, the the catch-all phrase ends up being intent or just complete utter reckless disregard of whether it's true or not so so back to what people are or are not guilty of back to uh january 6th I was looking up the difference between treason and a sedition. And as you know, Eldon, I think um, treason is uh, punishable by death. I think we've only had one one treason execution, the Rosenbergs, wasn't it? 
um, in in forever. Yeah. But if, if, yeah, they were certainly the last ones, if, right. if not the only ones. But sedition is, you know, what that's theoretically what attempting to um, overthrow the government. Is that is that? Yeah, or in, interfere with government act, appropriate governor government activities and actions, right. official actions by force, which is an easier thing to prove. Really, the if you look at the uh, treason laws, it it's got. It's interwoven with this standard about uh, being at war yeah. in some way, and and it's real easy to get stuck in the mud on that one. And, and yeah, I don't know if it's treason. It feels treasonous. Certainly, in the colloquial sense, I've seen a whole lot of stuff the last two years that looked treasonous to me, <laughs> or the last five years. Anyway. This, but I'm going to stop you there. The notion, the very na- notion of what a war is, and yeah. when you know, at the point where, let's say, just for example. Let's pretend that there were an entity inside Russia which is conducting cyber warfare and has managed to do everything from from ransomware to shutting down part of our grid here. It's hard for me to see that that is not a um, you know a, a martial act, a, an attack. So yeah. what what about Tre- that? Treason, yeah, treason is more like uh, aiding the enemy or giving comfort to the enemy, uh, and then you have to say, well. Russia is the enemy, and I don't think it's that hard of a, a hurdle because the warfare is conducted, as you said, in different ways now, uh, and, and so if it's this constant hammering away at our uh, intranet, internet infrastructure, then so be it. Uh, it. It doesn't seem to get a lot of support when people raise it, but it feels to me like, like there's been plenty of it recently. Yeah. The, the sedition thing is a lot easier, I think, to prove. Uh, they were there. They actually admitted it and took videos of themselves <laughs> being there to hi, stop the count. Hi, right? Mom. Here I am on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Hello from Washington. <laughs> no, I know, and that's the other thing that the um, my only concern about this it's that the sedition, as you just pointed out, um, and it becomes very broad. I'm concerned that some of these people who really were nefarious are going to go down for nothing more like being being in a um, in a secure area, right? One of these just you know just panty ante stuff, you know, we a parking ticket, um, and in fact their their intent could have been much more uh, serious than that. So, oh yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it, had they caught up to uh, Nancy Pelosi or or anybody really, yeah. any Democratic congressman, or I'll even go so far as to say any congressman. Yeah. Once you get a mob going under the frenzy, they may not care to uh, distinguish uh, one party versus the other. Huh. They they see people with Congress on their forehead, and and uh, they, who knows what they would have done. I know, uh, and I I think they would have done plenty. To be honest with you, uh, I think that a lot of these people will get away with slaps on the wrist or probation things like that. And there may be some that are just mope idiots. I, I don't know. <laughs> And some of them, they'll they'll cut deals because they want to get testimony against other people. Huh. I'm really hoping that at least 100 or 200 of these people get, like, serious jail time. You know, well, five to ten year kind of stuff. Seems to me pretty obvious that there was a tour given um, that some of these, uh, you know, should we call tourists, these armed tourists with the uh, you know the viking helmets and all that they knew where they were going they'd been they'd been in shown around the capital and there were not they weren't giving any tours except particular except for this particular you know allegation that some of these people had been shown around so yeah that particular day i think was it yeah, day that, uh, yeah. the building was closed and they weren't giving tours anyway so this was obviously a, a special um Operations, special ops, <laughs> so to speak, and and, uh, and and I hope the facts of that come out. You know, whatever it is, I want to know about it because uh, that seems like a, a lot more than just a political uh, bandwagon to get on. It, it seems more like being a part of it. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing, and I think also the you know the notion you mentioned about the. Uh, um, people turning on each other. Jesus, if there was one point where they were about to take Mike Pence and toss him into the Potomac there, um, and uh, and he used to be a Republican, I'm almost sure. So, um, yeah, I, 
But I, After he visited the gallows, then they <laughs> threw him in the water. That's right. So I guess where I'm going, all right, you said you hope that some of these people will be brought to, brought to justice here. My question is, why wouldn't they? And, and, and how do you get them? Um, how, how do, what supports them? Are, are we going to have, is this, is, this a, is this another round of plea bargaining behind the scenes because there's so many of these people? Um, you just have an overloaded justice system like, like anywhere else, or is this unique in some way? Well, it is unique in that way, for starters, uh, and probably there is some of that, and there's also more bargaining in terms of getting testimony about somebody up the chain. Yeah. So if you can work your way up the chain and find out that XYZ congressman took them on a tour <laughs> and told them where to go and yeah. where the congress people hide and where the how to do the whole thing you get that testimony that's probably going to be worth giving some people lesser sentences to go up the chain of the uh, of the early 80s there so yeah it's a birthday today and we're still uh, alive and in color here it's 32 after the hour you know what um i say this every day and i mean it we can uh, you can uh, ring into the show anytime you want uh, leave me a voicemail. It's 844-220-3300 or uh, radioanything at gmail.com. And uh, tell us what's what, and we'll uh, endeavor to get you on the air. That would be that would be, that would be good. So, so Aaron, I know you're, uh, you're in the booth there. Let me, uh, let me put you up there. Uh, so, Aaron, my first uh, job that I ever had in, uh, in the media, and, uh, geez, my... I started, to, I started to break into a sweat when I said that word. <laughs> Were you, you work in the media? Uh, right, so, right. yeah, anyway, my first job in the media was a long time ago, and I was uh, pretty young, and I worked in an ad agency down, downtown Chicago. And I bought Television Time, um, which was, uh, I don't know, I didn't know what I was doing then, but uh, the idea was that, you know, this is my first uh, exposure to ratings. And anyway, in, that, in those days, they used to... Um, uh, they they used to use diaries for uh, television and radio uh, consumption, and that's the first part of that. Now, Aaron, you're a relatively young man, and if and if I sent you something in the mail that said, "Hey, how'd you like to keep a diary of your media usage for the next couple of weeks?" You'd say, <laughs> "Really?" <laughs> but if you're an older person, okay, you go. Hey, I got nothing else to do. That sounds good. <laughs> so, so from the very beginning, all right, these diaries were weighted to people that were a little bit older. Right, 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 so, right, right. so that's the first thing that happened. Now, second thing that happened is that um, when uh, pollsters, you know, uh, in this case Nielsen uh, or, or ARB, which is another thing, when they started asking people, you know, to, you know, uh, describe their, their viewing time, well, it was amazing. These people, they were all watching public television and, you know, real smart shows and stuff. And, and you know, they claimed that they, uh, you know, uh, they'd Beverly Hillbillies. No, 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 no. I'm much more hipper than that. But so then what happened? Okay. So someone suspected that maybe they were tuning up their own, yeah, their own usage. That's when um, Nielsen came up with a, a device that actually hooked on to your TV set. And, and monitored what people's viewing was. And that's when they found out that, you know, they actually were watching the Beverly Hillbillies. They were not. They weren't watching that stuff sponsored by the Chubb Corporation. It just never happened. Right. So the point of all that story, and I was thinking about this yesterday because we're going to talk about something that, that, that we, we saw. The point of all this is that, you know, people, A, I think, um, have a very idealized view of who they are, and uh, and sometimes it just it doesn't it's not the, the case at all. And secondly, um, you know, when they are trying to convey the truth, um, that is filtered through what they what they you know what what they think they should be saying. All right, so that's that's all of that. So, all right, now um, I'm not saying that Beverly Hillbillies wasn't a great show. I'm not saying that. I want you to call me on that. Too. No. I love I love them. No, that's not my point. So, um, all right, yesterday, you and I both read something, and I'm going to endeavor to see if we can get them on the, uh, on the program here. This is from the University of Chicago Project on Security and Threats. That is C-P-O-S-T. Um, that's a, it's, it's an effort, again, University of Chicago, um, every two to three weeks, um, and they are basically, uh, they're, they're keeping track of what people are telling people who are asking them things. 
Right. And um, the thing that blew me away here, Aaron, that you and I both saw is that, uh, and this was the punchline here. Uh, let's see here. 54 personnel. Hang on. Um, sorry. This is stages and stages and stages of stuff here. Um, all right. 51% self-identify as members of the Republican Party. Uh, 30, 34% see themselves as independents. 10% as Democrats. So only 10%. Per, Aaron, Aaron, did you see of what? 10% of the, of, of the, the population. <laughs> Is that odd? You know, um, let me, I don't know if that was. <laughs> you, you don't believe that? Um, so, um, yeah. I guess Joe Biden is a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, all right. So, anyway, this is, the, this is from August. And I want to chew this up a little bit. Um, all right. There is a remarkable consistency in the responses. Uh, roughly one-tenth. Um, let's see here. One-tenth of those who think force is justified to restore Trump. Ninety uh, percent also see Biden as illegitimate, illegitimate, and sixty-eight percent think that force may be needed to preserve America's traditional way of life. So, um, and somewhere in here is a, a note. And this is uh, this is uh, Dr. Robert Pape, who did this analysis. Um, and uh, one of the headlines is: We cannot afford to ignore the American insurrectionist movie uh, movement. And they went on to talk. I gotta find this. Uh, I think it was twenty. I want to say twenty-six percent, Aaron, of Americans think that Trump should be restored by force. And yeah, yeah. I mean that's like really. <laughs> I mean, consider what we're talking about. That if you have, uh, let's see if I can do the math here. If you've got ten friends, um, you know, four of them, or I guess two of them think that we should all get our guns and go restore uh, Trump to uh, the White House. So anyway. Yeah, they said that's about 21 million Americans yeah. if you extrapolate that to the population. So where I'm headed with this, um, and, and I'm, I'm trying to relate it to what I just was talking about with uh, polling, is do people realize what they were saying? Did they really say that? You know, or is it, um, let me draw a picture. I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a bar, all right? but if you ever go into a bar, you know, people are, yeah, they're a little loose, and, and somebody will say something, and everybody will agree with them, right? You know, right. and I can imagine, I can imagine a scenario. You know what? We gotta we gotta restore this guy, and we'll get out guns if we need right. to. And the other ten guys on the end of the say, "That's right, that's right." Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> but my point and is, they get there and they're like, "Oh." Shit. <laughs> I know. But my point is, is that that's not theoretically the sample size of these people. Theor hopefully, theoretically, they are sober and thoughtful. And I just wonder if they know what in the hell they're saying to pollsters. What do you think about that? I think that that's, that's a, a brilliant point. There's not much I can really add to that. I think it really comes down to how we ask the question. Uh, we're Right now, we're in a very polarized country where there's right and there's left you pick a side your views on abortion is made up your views on taxes is made up your views on you name the topic is already made up and um one of the first things you learn in psychology the brain works on a gradient if you ask somebody you know what's your favorite temperature in random people some people very few people like if you look at the bar graph of this it looks like a tree or a mountain huh. very few people like it really cold very few people like it really hot. Most people end up somewhere in the middle. You ask people their favorite color. You have over here on the right a bunch of reds and blues, and very few people like brown. It's <laughs> their yeah. favorite color. This is this but, is the, this is the Goldilocks survey. Right, pretty right. Much. Okay. Can we yeah. ask somebody, do you like red or blue? Yeah. Is like, uh, red. <laughs> you know, yeah. is that's the problem? Where yeah. you're right, the people don't. They just respond when they have to respond. When you're forcing them to pick a side without giving the opportunity to like look into it and hear both sides. Like in a court case, we have you know, a jury. They get to sit there and hear both sides do thorough deliberation. We don't have that. We just yeah. say, here, pick a side. And your information is this news network saying this guy isn't the president yeah. and this news network saying he won and you're just stuck sitting where well, they're both news networks. So this is, we don't have the factual basis to be able to make these decisions this isn't like going into a restaurant you know an ethnic restaurant where you don't know anything on the menu right none of it's not it's not, a, it's not in english or any any language you speak and you're going to 
And it looks like, I don't know, I don't know is that an octopus? And I don't know. So right, then right. And finally at the end of it, you recognize something. And you go, oh, I know what that is. Okay, I'll order that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's your point. Listen, I went to, um, uh, we're going to, I hope tomorrow, by the way, we're going to commemorate um, uh, the first uh, baseball, the first major league baseball game ever to be played in Iowa is going to be tomorrow at the uh, the Field of Dreams uh, Stadium. We'll talk about that. Anyway, um, that made me think when I went out to work in Iowa at WOC, uh, which is a fine station and a, and a nice uh, nice group of people and uh, um, nothing bad to say about them. But I the week that I the week that I was starting, okay, they rushed in and, was, and they said we've got a new survey. I said really. Yeah, and then I okay, tell me more, and it was, and and this was like breaking news. They they wanted me to know that the uh, a large percentage of the people that responded to the survey identify themselves as conservatives. Now, Aaron, this was at a time, and I said, well, what were the other choices? Uh, axe murderer and child molester, or <laughs> right? <laughs> this was the right. worst. There was nobody. Nobody was going to say, "Hey, I'm a liberal." No, they're not going right. to do it. So. Yeah. And also, it's harder to have a, a survey where you ask open-ended questions. Yeah. yeah. And then if you ask an open-ended questions, you'll get that extreme variation from one person to the next and different nuances here and there. But when you, but you're doing a survey. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sit, spend yeah. 40,000 hours reading every handwriting, getting the, the letters, you know, corrected and all that, the spelling mistakes. So you have to give them, you have to narrow down the options. Yeah. And that's the world we live in right now. We have to... You, what do you f- feel about infrastructure? Narrow down the options. Yeah. It's either 3.5 trillion or 1.2 trillion. Either way, it's <laughs> at least a trillion. And the first thing, listen, to be honest, the first thing, if you walk along the back with the bar, if I go to a bar and say, hey, what do you feel? What do you think about infrastructure? They're all going to say, what the hell is that? They don't right. know, right? right? I mean, you've got to right. define your, I mean, the theory, listen, the theory, if, if people, you know, if people uh, needed no explanation, um, you and I would be out of a job, you know, which could happen. <laughs> Very by, true. Could happen by the end of the show. So I looked up Gallup, um, and uh, Gallup, as you know, Aaron, a student of history, um, it, uh, it began in 2008 as the Gailey, the Gallup tra- Daily Tracking Survey, and it ran through 2017. And this was a run of what did I just say? Like uh, like nine years. Um, anyway, Gallup was the first scientific pollster. We think George Gallup. And uh, that was the uh, beginning. You know, I was going to say, when I started doing the, when I started in the media, um, we didn't, uh, we didn't report polls as news. You know, the, the polls in those days, it was like a little bit of a, like an appetizer or a snack, you know, that went in with, you know. Uh, but never, you never led with uh, the way we do now. And I mm-hmm. think that has put um, an unnecessary uh, spotlight and a burden on this to uh, to some extent. So, anyway, yeah. so we're go ahead. Yeah, there's also a need to fit in. A lot of people have this desire to be like the norm, like the average. Uh, I don't think there was as much of that desire in the past because it was kind of assumed. Yeah. And nowadays, it's like, you know, people are very like <laughs> frantically trying to be, you know, in the middle here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot of it too. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, I just uh, I don't know. I was going to say something, say something about the Chinese or China, and it's it's not racial; it's cultural. But mm-hmm. you know, the Chinese seem to be pretty happy with sort of lining up together and and you know doing their thing. Where Americans, I think, traditionally are more like you know the fourth guy on the the, the left is. Is, is wearing the horns, you know, and he likes to look right. like them. The guy on the right has got, you know what I mean? We try to stand out. So, to your point, now we're all trying to be invisible and say, oh, I'm just like those guys. So, um, and the other thing I looked up, um, the Pew Research Center, which I know you and I look all the time at, P-E-W. Uh, since 2004, Pew Research Center has issued an annual report on key audience and economic indicators for a variety of sectors within the U.S. news media industry. Uh, we quote whether or not you hear them attributed. A lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that you hear uh, is from the Pew Research Center, which is theoretically um, a uh, you know a nonpartisan uh, organization here. And I'm just looking, Aaron. This is a go to this later. You'll you'll be blown away. This is what the Pew people are looking at. 
uh, digital news. Uh, in the United States, roughly nine in ten adults get at least some news online. I, you know, I, that surprised me. You know, and that, I mean, I get up in the morning. That's the first thing I do is get online news. But I don't think that everybody else was doing that. Uh, news media made by and for the two largest racial ethnic minority groups in the United States, blacks and Hispanics, um, have been a consistent part of the American news landscape. And the Pew Research Center uh, monitors that to see what what's uh, what's going on there. Uh, and then it goes down and talks about cable news and network news and local TV news. And uh, audio and podcasting, I think we're in here, Aaron. There's a picture of you. Uh, and, that's, and it's unfortunately you're identified as the captain of the United States Olympic speed typing team. They have the, the wrong... Uh, hey. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the audio news sector in the United States is split by modes of delivery, uh, traditional terrestrial AM, FM radio, and digital formats such as online radio and podcasting. I'm not sure which we are. But uh, all of the above. Yeah, I think so too. So anyway, so that's the Pew Research Center, and uh, yeah, I uh, I just was trying to make sense of all this stuff. I, again, I just talking about digital news. I just printed off a, a telephone book of stuff here. Um, I used to think that was a. I used to think really strongly that was a good thing, like the the decentralization of the news, where people can get their news from different sources, get different, you know perspectives of hopefully similar facts mm-hmm. now we're not even looking at the same facts i know i don't know where i where do you think that goes in the next like 15 years do you think people go more and more to these online sources do you think people start to pull back and go back to the um you know, stuff? you know i quoted daniel patrick moynihan this morning who used to be um, the new governor of new york's boss and famously that quote which we've all heard was everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but no one's entitled to their own facts. Right. And that's a great quote. And, and he said that a long, long time ago. So I think that's what's changed here. And, you know, when, when he said that, that was kind of a witty sort of, oh, yeah, you know, that was a, that was a, uh, that was a wink, wink statement. Yeah, I get it. But um, we are. We now are in, I mean, what would you say about um, any of the, I'm, I'm still looking at the Pew Research thing here. Um, it talks about uh, Fox News. Um, while U.S. Democrats turn to a variety of outlets for political news, no source comes close to matching the appeal of Fox News for Republicans. So, you know, without, uh, they can't sue us, can they? It's too early. But um, the side that that um, the blur between opinion and fact, I mean, they just, they report stuff that's just flat out wrong. Um, I don't think that would have happened 10 years ago. Mm. Um, so where does that all head? I don't know. It had, you know where it is? I just pulled up the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I just pulled up the, uh, the weather today. And it's going to be hot in Chicago and kind of humid and moist and drippy. And I thought, well, nobody wants to hear that. But you know what? I could come on and say, hey, good morning. It's going to be 68 degrees in Chicago, not a cloud in the sky. And eventually, you know, even if they went outside and said, oh, man, they got it wrong again. I think after a while, we would be known as the station where it's always sunny. Right, I think that would that would be the you know the, the first thing they get is a news. So you know what I'm saying? It's like at right. some point you you start sort of tuning up, and at the end at the end of that, you know, Biden actually did lose the election. Right? I mean, there's no there's no way to there's no way to get right, right up until the guy in the convertible is <laughs> knocking at your door. Like, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, so, so go ahead, go ahead. So we're talking about, you know, China and the U.S. and Russia and the U.S. is we're kind of we're democratic. Right. Everybody gets a vote. It's not kind of, you know, ruled by, you know, one person, one party. Where do you think that goes? Because the U.S., we're kind of stuck on this. We're not going to you know force anybody to get the vaccine. We're going to try to persuade people, even though we know it's safe by now. But people, I guess, don't know it's safe by now. Uh, that at some points, one of the parties, and it's clear which parties, you know, at bat first is saying, you know, th- enough of this. We got to just kind of put our foot down and do ha- what we feel needs to be done. You know, I, su- I, I supported Joe Biden. I voted for him. Um, and not that anybody cares, but this is the first time I've ever endorsed a political candidate. And I've been on the, uh, the radio for a long, long time. I want to be an independent. I don't want people pointing the finger and saying, see, see, you know. But anyway, 
I did endorse uh, Biden and Kamala mm-hmm. and voted for them publicly, and, and we talked about that. Um, having said all that, I think Biden needs to get busy. I think he's too temp. I, I'm the infrastructure bill is. I'm, I'm delighted that we're getting new bridges. I mean that, but I also think we need to crack down. Yesterday, the uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, Secretary Austin, who among other things is the uh, the first uh, former black general who's ever had that um, uh, role in civilian life, here, announced that they were now going to make the vaccine mandatory for the armed services. And right. I don't understand. I mean, it should start there. It should go to the, the, the people in government. Um, I, I, why are they not doing that? Because I think Biden thinks he's going to lose the election. or, or mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. They, they are. Um, um, they're now playing for a tie. Having right. won, having won the game, they're now playing for a tie. Rick's Barbershop. Hey. Morning, it's Gary Lee Wright calling from Chicago. I want to see if you guys were up. <laughs> yeah, we're up. There's no doubt there. Is this Rick by chance? <laughs> yes, it is. Rick, I was just reading about you in the Chicago Tribune. Sounds, oh, okay. Sounds like you guys are having fun. Is oh, it, it's a beautiful day. The weather's nice out here, and there's a lot of people walking on the streets already, and it's doing good. Very nice. I just, uh, If you're just joining us, this is Dyersville, Iowa. And right. uh, Rick's, uh, bar- Rick cuts all the hair in town, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did an article on me the other day or something like that. Some people were from Chicago came in. Pretty cool yeah. stuff. Pretty cool. So it's all, I mean, the game's not until like 7 o'clock tonight. People are already up. Uh, 6.20 uh-huh. is what it is. So yeah, had the first pitch at 6.20. Kevin <laughs> Costner is supposed to be throwing out the first pitch. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, so. It'll be big times. There's no doubt there. You know what I heard also? You've seen the movie, I'm sure, a dozen times, Field of Dreams. Um, I guess they're going to pull the, uh, kind of do like a sort of a theatrical thing where they raise the outfield fence and, and bring, as in the movie, they, Shoeless Joe shows up. You've seen that? They're going to try to recreate that at the game tonight. I, that's what I wrote. Oh, yeah, I never heard that. Yeah. Huh. I think that's I never, be... no, nothing was said about that that I know of. I know there's about four or five guys in this morning already talking yeah. all the stuff that's going on and everything else. And But the gate opens up, I think, at 2 o'clock is what they said. Yeah. You start going out there, and they got the, well, it rained yesterday about an inch and a half, and. It's a little wet out there right now, and they're pouring <laughs> I don't know, wood chips on there and everything yeah. else so people can park out there. And they had to reconstruct this because um, the I think the, the the line's only about 300 feet normally, mm-hmm. so, so right? So they had to uh, they had to construct some major league uh, length, um, you know. For the distance yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, right. Mm-hmm. And it's 4,000 seats, and I guess that they uh, those were sold to uh, Iowa residents by lottery. Rick, did you were you part of that? Did you get into that? Uh, you could put your name in for the lottery, is what it was. It was just Iowa with an Iowa address, I guess. Uh-huh. And anyway, they drew out. I don't know how many names. Never did hear how many names were drawn out for it. <laughs> yeah. And that gave you the right to buy two tickets. Uh-huh. Not that you won a ticket or anything uh-huh. like that. It just gave you the right that you could buy two tickets. And what and what were they going for uh, at uh, that point? Seventy-five. Say the cheapest ticket. Say again. Three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Wow! Wow, that was face. So, like you say, if you win, it's fine, Danny. If you bring your wife with you, it's seven hundred and fifty bucks, is what it is. And now they're now they're being hawked online. Um, I'm told. So yeah, uh, they're up to a thousand and two thousand dollars is what they are. But uh, by one o'clock this afternoon, they'll probably come down to three four hundred. But the average one was about four hundred right now. Uh, is what I've heard. So the population of Dyersville, in normal circumstance, only about four thousand itself, yeah, right? Forty-three hundred, probably. So, so for the game, you suddenly you double the population. Right? <laughs> yeah. Where are these? Where are these people sleep? Uh, they got homes rented out here and everything else, and all the hotels within fifty miles of Dyersville are all filled up and stuff like that. Yeah. And so you get the places, and I don't know how many tickets. There's eight thousand people they can seat out there. You know, you said four thousand or something. Yeah, I'm sorry, four thousand population, and, and I think eight thousand in the in the stadiums. That, yeah, that, yeah, okay. I don't know how many they gave to New York, and I don't know how many tickets they gave to Chicago, and then yeah. the other. I think they gave three thousand each one, but like you say, at least two thousand for the news media and everything else. Uh, you know, the TV rights and all this kind of stuff. So. I'm, I'm news media, Rick. I could have uh-huh. I could have done that. I should. Yes, did, you probably could have. Why didn't you call me? I should have. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the um, people that don't, people that didn't grow up in a small town as I did, I grew up in Indiana, a long, long, long way away from here. Um, yeah. They've never been to an old, uh, what I would call a small town barber shop. 
So, okay. you know, um, that's, I mean, that's the center. It's a small town. It's not, it's not the yeah, mayor's office. I realize, you know, I, I know you have all these great cliffs and great cliffs and all this kind of stuff and, you know, 30 barbers in a barber shop and that stuff, but it's still something about just an individual barber shop. Absolutely. I'm here by myself and I've been, well, we've been cutting for 50 years already in Dartersville. Wow. So like you say, like everybody says, how long are you going to stay here? What's going on? I said, well, I was hatched here, I was matched here, and I'll be detached here. Rick, I'm going <laughs> to spell your last name. I'm going to try it. Rick uh, Willenberg. Uh, yeah. Willenborg, W-I-L-L-E-N-B-O-R-G. B-O-R-G, right. So ma- what matched, matched, catched, and detached? What was that? Something I like? was hatched. hatched. Oh, yeah. Uh, hatched, matched, and detached. Yeah. You know, this is yeah, a... We got married in town and married a hometown girl and everything else. We uh, have four children, and uh, like you say, life's been good to us. There's no complaints. You know, it's such a great story. This The, the movie um, is, is, you know, it's fictional, of course, but... Um, the, the real life, um, you know, history of this field, it, it, it was, it's, it's never been closed since then, but it was kind of, you know, not, not really happening, right? It was just kind of out there. Yeah, that's true. And then, uh, a woman who, um, I'm going to try to get her name right. Denise Stillman, um, right. um, thought, wow, what if, and the what if was, what if we could, uh, attract a major league baseball game here. Oh, it's just, I mean, she had foresight. There's no doubt there that she yeah. could see and stuff like that. And they want to build eight diamonds out here now for young kids and everything uh, else. When she bought the farm, it was like 240 acres. And, yeah. you know, they used up probably 100 acres of it, but they still have all this land left. They're talking about maybe building a hotel out there. Wow. For the parents that come to watch their kids play out there. And and I don't know, like you say, it's, it was a great asset to the town of Dartsville. There's no doubt there. And without her, you know, she passed away a couple of years ago there. And but her son, her husband, that stuff kept it up, and it's a great thing now. There's no doubt about it. Who would ever foresee something like this in a small town? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, that's the. I think that's the great thing about this. I'm gonna. Uh, I have actually a friend of mine invited me to go to Wrigley Field today this afternoon. The Cubs are playing, and I haven't been out there since the the uh, the uh, you know the lockdown. So that'll oh, be okay. Yeah. yeah. So, how speaking of that, how are people circulating? Are you guys doing all right in Dyersville? Oh yeah, everything's going good and everything yeah. else. And yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people. Like you say today, well, there'll be a lot of people in town. There's no doubt there. <laughs> so a lot of so a lot of pork sandwiches being fried up. There, there. you go. Yeah. yeah, they got a they had a concert last night up at the park and that stuff. And there's about three four thousand people up there. Then they had the Field of Dreams on a thirty foot. Uh, movie screen outside yeah. last night we sat my wife and i we sat in the chair and that stuff and watched the movie again last night that's gotta be cool so listen um you like star wars because they have a they have a they have a thing in fact see, I know what we're gonna do we're gonna take a road trip to north carolina um listen up please destruction of the Death Star, Lord Vader intensifies his search for Luke Skywalker as the North Carolina Symphony's Star Wars saga continues with The Empire Strikes Back for three performances, April 24th, 25th, and 26th in Raleigh. True or do not, there is no Follow the Rebel Alliance on the big screen as the Empire stands in their way to freedom and the symphony plays the thrilling John Williams soundtrack live. An unforgettable cinematic concert experience. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back with your North Carolina symphony for three performances, April 24th and 25th at 8 and the 26th at 7 at Maymandy Concert Hall, Duke Energy Center for the Performing Arts, Raleigh. Use the force to get your tickets from Ticketmaster.com or call 919-733-2750. Online at ncsymphony.org. Bravo! (laughs) That was J.T. Austin, also known as Carolina Mike. And three or four, you have like a rap sheet. You have all these also known as. It's like when we interview felons, we have less to uh, to tell people. I see. I can't tell them where I actually live. <laughs> so, so anyway, now that was uh, spectacular. And the uh, the the deal is there. J.T. Austin is the uh, uh, the voice of the North Carolina Symphony. And one of the things we were doing here, Mike, is um, uh, you know trying to sort of call around the country and see how people are doing. Or the, is the you know is the economy back? Are people doing their thing again? So, um, how's it how's it look? You guys uh, doing a little bit better? Obviously, the symphony is still in business out there. Yeah? Well, actually, that. Uh, concert was to have taken place 
in the spring of 2019. Oh, yeah. It went to the wayside like everything else. Yeah. Well, but we hope that it'll come back. Yeah, they they are just now starting to come back uh, with uh, some uh, smaller shows at an outdoor uh, venue in Cary called Coco Booth Amphitheater. It's a gorgeous amphitheater on the la- on the uh, shore of a lake, mm-hmm. and uh, they have the uh, they have professional mosquito wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should see one of those guys rope one of those things. <laughs> Carrie, I should locate this. Carrie, um, Mike, as we speak, JT Austin, aka um, um, all kinds of different uh, people. <laughs> in, uh, yeah, um, uh, is uh, in the southeastern part of North Carolina. Actually, is I that right? Might- I am actually right in the middle of the state in Sanford, North Carolina. Okay, all right. And Cary is just uh, 30 minutes uh, uh, east of here. Okay. Um, see, what we should do, people that are not driving, I want them to pull out a map every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. On the GPS, we're going to kind of scroll to that. I know, I know, I know. So, um, all right, so admittedly that particular concert didn't come off, but they're going to do outdoor things. Yep, doing the outdoor concerts. Those just recently uh, stopped because of the heat. Yeah. We have terrible heat here in the summer. Yeah. Uh, like today, it's going to be 93 degrees, probably 90% humidity, which makes it feel like 105. Yeah. It and, is, uh, yeah. So we, we, one of our sports here is uh, throwing small animals against the building <laughs> to see if they stick. <laughs> hey, there's, there's, there's nothing like a southern summer. Uh, I, I, I know about that. So listen, there was you 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 uh, you uh, indicated there was some there was some uh, backstory about you and the uh, Star Wars concert involving Walt Walt Disney. Oh yeah 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 we had we, we very rarely do we have to get uh, any kind of uh, outside approval uh, other than the symphony itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the Star Wars concert, since Disney owns them, well, we had to get uh, approval from Disney. So that was that was a different treat because they put it on YouTube and it was flagged immediately. Oh, can't, can't use this music. But then Disney, Disney says, yes, you can use that music. So we, we used it. <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you ever I don't know if you ever heard this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether this is an urban legend, but it's a good one. That supposedly after Walt Disney died, um, he recorded a series of videos that would, they would play at staff meetings at Disney. In which he would, on his video screen from the grave or wherever he is, he would look around the room and say, "Hello, Don. How's the Pinocchio project going?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, that's the uh, you know, uh, he's out there. He's looking out for the. Uh, he's looking out for the. Well, uh, I did hear they decapitated him upon death and have kept his head frozen. <laughs> that's I've heard. That. I've heard. I've also heard that too. That's right. Wow, all yeah. after the after that uh, Walt did, that must have really yeah. done a number on him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you know, if Walt Disney, if, Walt, if Disney World doesn't do better, you know, maybe they'll add that as an attraction. You can see Disney's head. So, Wouldn't it be great to go to Disney World and everything is spiked with acid? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Oh, no kidding. Is that lady really over the doorway? <laughs> I, I think... I always thought that that was the case, you know, actually, some of the, uh, you know, you've been to Disneyland or Disney World, which one? Uh, Disney World. All right, so, yeah, you have to, uh, yeah, you have to, uh, I mean, I could go, and that's a great idea, actually, let's do a bit on that. I'm ready. All right, I'll, I'll claim, <laughs> we have to, we'll, both, we'll, we'll all get sued here. So, um, you know, uh, I, uh, I, I would be remiss, in, um, in fact, this morning, I think, as we sent out a tweet, we're talking about you as our southern correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you and I worked together for about five minutes down there, in which some in which somebody called me a Yankee. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, that. I was like, let me, all right, let me get on my bayonet and let's settle it right now. I mean, that's uh, but, and, you know, since we hang, hung out, yeah. I was accused of hanging out with a damn Yankee. That's right. So, so, <laughs> so anyway, as I read this, uh, these news things, and we talk about all these things, um, I'm always curious. North Carolina is what we call a red state, more or less. Yes, absolutely. So, do you? Um, what do you do? You, uh, what do you? What do you? How does that work for you? I just uh, keep my opinions to myself, unlike other people. Yeah, and uh, carry on. Yeah. So you don't? Do you admit to anything? I do. <laughs> you don't have, I, you, don't I, mean, I, you don't have a Kamala Harris Biden sign in your front yard. Yard I'm yeah, gathering. That, right? okay. that was it. The, right. the Biden sign that was in the front yard got burned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you? Do you? Um, 
But, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about, Aaron and I were, uh, we're talking, Aaron, uh, come on here. Aaron Mittens is our uh, news, uh, news director here. Hi, Aaron. Aaron, I'm putting you up there. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Um, Aaron and I were talking the other day about how, um, we're talking about polling and, uh, you know, and public opinion surveys. Right. And how largely how people are kind of, um, they're kind of intimidated into agreeing with, with what they think they're supposed to agree with. And I wonder, um, you know, full disclosure, Chicago is more or less a blue city in a blue state. Exactly. In the, in the blue north. And, you know, we're Yankees. We were Yankees, you know, so, <laughs> uh, so, um. Uh, but uh, not not so much where you are, and I wonder if that uh, you know what I'm getting at. Are you, people... oh, I, 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 let me tell you, I see guys wearing uh, Confederate caps. I see trucks, pickup trucks, with these huge uh, Confederate flags flying off the back of them, and I just shake my head, man. I tell you, it's like <laughs> you know, this is the new South. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the old South. Did they, Mike? Did they know that we won down there? I mean, what did the news get It was in the papers. I really, I mean, uh, it, was, it was all. Maybe it was, they know it. They won't admit it. <laughs> Aaron said maybe they didn't get the word. They're still waiting for it for the uh, reinstatement today. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Aaron, ring in on that. You were. I was going to ask you about that this morning. You were going to tell me about the reinstatement, which is supposed to happen today. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to happen today. A Q, he put it through the wire, so I'm, we'll see. Yeah. Wait and see. What does well, that mean, the reinstatement? It wasn't originally on the 4th he was going to be reinstated, and they moved it back to the 13th. I wonder what the next date would be, Labor Day? Yeah. Well, uh, today's Friday the 13th. So what? So what is this? He's, he's going to... What, 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 was the, what was the thought, that he was going to come back to life? Or, you yeah, know what I mean? going to be reinstated as a president. Yeah. No, no uh, election required. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we both know it's not going to happen, but yeah. some people are believing it. Well, maybe it'll happen down there, Mike. It's just not going to happen up here in <laughs> Chicago. So. <laughs> but, um, Aaron, what about this? I really didn't know. What were they? What, what was the expectation? What, what are people waiting for to happen today? Really? Uh, well, we did that like, one, you know, survey on um, how many Republicans feel that um, force is necessary right. to reinstate Trump. And uh, 25% around that. So um, I think that was the methodology. I don't. I think they expected kind of this reverse deep state uprising, yeah. where like the anti deep state, the deeper state, <laughs> would come out and yeah. you know rebel. But I don't know. I don't. Wow. Know. Wow. I hope they don't ruin my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll report on that Monday if we're still here. Yeah. So, uh, it's quarter before the hour here. This is uh, J T Austin. My old friend Carolina Mike, live from uh, North Carolina here. So, I also answer to hey you. All right, uh, as 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 uh, as many of your colleagues down there do. Um, what's the uh, don't again? No offense here. I, people, when you talk about North Carolina, you're talking about barbecue and catfish and you know people named Bubba. Um, <laughs> but, no offense. You don't often think of classical music. So has that been a and, and I know for a fact, and by the way, you know, for people that don't know, the, uh, for example, Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill is a, an extremely highly cultured, you know, sort of uh, think tank area. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that any of this is happening. Anyway, what about that? Is it a heart, is it a heart cell there? Uh, it, it, and Apple's coming here, too. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's one of those things. I just, I kind of just close my eyes and go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Do um, you said Apple's coming there? Yeah, Apple is uh, just uh, in the past couple of months said they're going to build a huge uh, campus uh, in Cary, actually. Yeah. And uh, and the joke around here, <coughs> the word Cary stands for Containment Area for Retired Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you anything. All right, it it does. It does. What's the other thing I was going to ask? You and I both worked in Fayetteville, where Fort Bragg is. Yes. And I'm always trying to figure out what the what the uniformed military person really thinks about all this stuff. Um, and I remember in the old days, Mike. Remember when we used to talk when you, when we try to get a, a, a an interview from the army, we would have to submit questions in writing, right? Remember all that? Oh, exactly. So, that was back in the '70s. Yeah, that, yeah, was, uh, yeah. that was that was back in Nixon's uh, era. Yeah, I was. Oh, uh, yeah, into uh, yeah into uh, the, the, the big Carter juggernaut. I was down yep. there for that. Anyway, um, what do you think about that? Uh, do you think they're getting the word out or not? I mean, do we? 
I believe I believe they're all very aware, but there's still factions that are totally Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think the majority is going to be for Biden. Uh, but this, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know what I've seen around and heard. Uh, it's it just uh, people with any sense have gone with Biden. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody else is still hoping that Trump comes back. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm I'm. I, I'm just waiting for something to happen uh, legally to put Trump away. Yeah. You know, is it going to happen? I mean, it's already been, what, it, the insurrection was in January, yeah. here we are in August, yeah. and, and really only the participants have been jailed. Yeah, you know, Mike, you and I remember, um, we commemorated the anniversary of um, uh, Nixon resigning this, yes. this week. But people, for, people, they forget, Nixon, of course, did not go to the joint, but 11 people who worked for him did. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, we're going to, I don't know, is that the, so we're not, we're, we give up, we give up Trump, but, you know, um, you know Jim Jordan is, is, is a lifer, you know. Is that like, so. <laughs> and Matt Getz. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, my God. Yeah. How do these people get into these positions? I know, I know. Listen, hang on, can you? Um, let me take a three. Kérem vigyázzanak, az ajtók záródnak. Please stand clear of the closing doors. That's right. You know what? And I put it in English because if you didn't speak the original language, you're in trouble. It's going to take your foot off. That's for sure. All right. All right. Now here, uh, Mike, you and I, uh, did you ever visit me in New York City? I think you did, yeah? Yes, I did. Uh, we we uh, were coming back from Las Vegas, and we uh, came over and had dinner with you. That's right. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Now, I don't think we went on the subway, but if we had, you would hear this. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. You hear that? All right. That's Makes a, sense. <laughs> that's supposed to be a marimba. All right, here is London. Aaron, you're hearing these, yeah? Yeah. Makes you want to go, doesn't it? This train is Maybe about to depart. Please mind the doors. This train is about to depart. Please mind the doors. That's from London. All right. Let me see what else we got here. Oh, my God. So the guy only records subway sounds. Is that well, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. Transit sounds. Um, transit sounds. The things. Yeah. The things you find on there. Um, well, you know, it's like a, you know, almost every radio station has a sound effects library, and uh, I've got one here that uh, has, you know, transit effects, and it's probably, gosh, it's probably a forty-year-old library. Yeah. I mean, it, it even it even has a page of farts. <laughs> Is that right? And let me tell you what, yeah. it isn't the sound effects that are funny, it's the uh, description of yeah. the fart. Yeah. Like, uh, I have a fart number three, very short and wet fart, <laughs> close perspective. This will be on our best of. Yes, absolutely. They ought to do that on Rio de Janeiro, Mike. Here's what you, here's what you hear when people are holding in their gas down there. <laughs> That's Portuguese for the next stop is uh, something I can't pronounce. Uh, a step out on the right. Here, here's Toronto. I see that's supposed to be kind of calming. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I was up there. I like that idea. Yeah, I see me now. I was supposed to get out here. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, New York had the closest sounding, well, predictably, yeah. um, from our transit system sounds. But, um, but yeah, pretty cool. Here's Vancouver. I've never been there. In the west of Canada. Here we go. That's, 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 my ears, my ears. <laughs> that's pretty. Okay, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, which is claimed by everyone, even we claim Hong Kong right now. <laughs> All right, Hong Kong has announcements in Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. Please stand back. Wow, and that's it. Well, I hope you speak Cantonese because if you didn't speak Cantonese, your left arm just got cut off as they closed it. <laughs> So they probably shove you in with the white gloves. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and Aaron Mitten's definitely here in uh, Chicago, who's now being crowded. Get on! Get on! And uh, <laughs> Natasha Rodriguez. Um, 
Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. Uh, have the best weekend you can. You too. See you Monday. Bye, Bye. Mike. Bye. I see trees of green. Red roses too. I see them blue. For me and you. And I think to myself. What a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by i see friends shaking hands saying how do you do they're really saying i love you i hear babies cry Much more than I ever know, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful. World.